Hey everybody, it's Lou Rosenfeld, and I'm here with Dan Willis. Hey Dan. Hey Lou, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, we are talking with you uh, in, on a snowy day, uh, March 5th, 2015. And uh, where are you, Dan? D.C.? I am in the D.C. area, uh, uh, watching the snow come down and hearing my kid uh, run around outside with the neighborhood kids trying to dive down hills and stuff. It's uh, it's snowier uh, up here in Brooklyn. The kids are louder. That's uh, <laughs> that's how we that's how we roll here in Brooklyn. Um, we're we're talking with Dan today. Uh, Dan uh, is doing a pretty interesting thing uh, for us at the Enterprise uh, UX conference, which is going to be in San Antonio, May thirteenth and fifteenth uh, of this year, uh, put on by Rackspace and Rosenfeld Media. Um, well, first of all, let me introduce Dan. I'll, I'll try. I mean, I've known Dan forever from IA summits going back years and years and years. Uh, and uh, Dan uh, most recently has had some interesting roles at, at Sapient and Marriott. And more, most recently, he's been a, a solo UX consultant. And I asked him, uh, well, like, what, what kind of UX consultant? And he gave me some interesting uh, phrases, uh, including uh, hamburger helper. And uh, UX Commando. Do you want to elaborate on, on those at all, Dan? Sure. Uh, so the UX Commando is the, the sexier one. It's so much sexier than Hamburger Helper. I don't like Hamburger Helper, but all right. Run with it. <laughs> well, it's sexier, but that doesn't mean it's me. Um, I may not be that sexy. But no, just be able to take advantage of, uh, of the wide variety of situations I've been in and use that for clients. So basically, when they've got a project that's going south on them, it really doesn't matter what's wrong with it. If it's related to UX, you could drop me in behind enemy lines, tell me who I need to kill, uh, see who insurgents I need to support, and I'll get back out of the country without uh, leaving any fingerprints. Um, and we've all been part of projects where it would be great if we could just have somebody come in and parachute in and fix this. And so, so I've had that opportunity, and that's, that, that's been a lot of fun. The hamburger helper one is, is, is feeding off the same stuff. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to fail miserably in my career and learn a hell of a lot from it. And I've built up expertise in, in quite a few areas, design, uh, information architecture, user research, content strategy. And so wherever an organization is strong, uh, I can support those folks and, and build bridges to, to get their expertise to work there. I mean, that's basically what I did as a, a manager at a variety of different, uh, you know, at, at uh, WashingtonPost.com and PBS and certainly at Marriott, um, but then when they were weak in areas, that's where the hamburger helper comes in. It's like, well, I can I can bring the beef in the areas where they don't anywhere they're weak. So any combination that an organization has, instead of me saying, "Here's what I do, fit me in," it's more like, "Hey, let me help define your problem, and then let me tell you what I can do to help you with it, and sort of um, uh, have, stretch out their meat budget a little bit." So that's the hamburger helper part. So one of the reasons uh, we got Dan involved in this conference is, uh, besides his deft use of metaphor, is that he's got a lot of stories, and he's really interested in stories. And Dan is curating uh, what we're calling an enterprise storytelling session. And uh, at this moment, when we're recording, we've gotten a whole bunch of really interesting submissions. And by the time the, the podcast goes live, uh, the deadline of March 15th probably will have passed. Um, but we'll be still thinking about it. We won't have a, a, a final lineup, but we're going to have six to eight people get up for five minutes and tell their stories, and they may be tales of horror. 
they may be rants, they may actually be great ideas. And Dan, what, what does it take to, to cover a story like this against the backdrop of the enterprise, which is huge and messy and complicated to begin with, can't even really describe it in, in five or minutes or even five hours sometimes. How, how are we going to get them to tell a great story in five minutes? Well, I, um, I had some preconceptions coming into it, but uh, I'm going to answer mostly based on the kinds of the, the the content we've got in the submissions we've got so far. And, and, I, and as you said, we've still got time to get more, but but just the quality of what we got so far has been awesome. I'm I'm, I'm so psyched about pulling this thing together uh, and just seeing what these guys do. Um, and and so the answer to your question from from the stuff we've already seen is. Uh, the first step is deep experience. I mean, these folks have been in the trenches. Uh, the most successful submissions, people clearly have battle scars from trying to make UX work within enterprises, which is, you know, as is the topic of the whole conference, it is a unique kind of beast. It does take expertise that is shared with other UX professionals, and it takes expertise that's shared with folks who have survived in enterprises, but you don't always find that at the same time in people's experiences. The folks that have the most successful present, uh, uh, who, who look like they're going to have the most successful presentations, they have both. So they're grounded in really knowing this stuff. And then the, and then the shortest answer to the, because that was a long answer, the shortest part of the answer to how do you pull that off is exclusion. So the key to this is going to be somebody's got 20 great points. And there is going to be such a temptation for those people to say, so I'll just talk fast and I'll make sure I go through these slides really quickly. And we're going to talk them off that cliff because that's not really an option for this, for, this, um, for this session because it's going to be one person after another person and we're really looking for each person to build on the success of the one before so that in, in the space of an hour, people, the audience is going to walk out just exhausted because we just upped it with each speaker. And the way they're going to pull it off is to, is, is to take those 20 points and say, yeah, but what are the three that really resonate here? Or what the one? What's the one? Uh, you know, it's not going to be let me bang through as much as I can. It's saying, but really all this comes down to, <laughs> and I don't know about you, Lou, but um, a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody else, when I'm telling my own stories, that is the process. You go through paragraphs and paragraphs, and then it dawns on you in your last paragraph, wait, I know the two sentences I should have said right at the very beginning. And so that's what we're going to ask these guys to do is to work through the paragraphs and paragraphs and get to this is the point. Here's what I want to say. You know, and, and uh, have them nail it. As a, a, a side note, maybe we should talk after the podcast about you working with some of our authors. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so do you ever find when people do these sessions, because I know you do a lot of speaker coaching uh, for other events and, and in other contexts, do, does anyone like have the natural ability to do that exclusion work, to do that filtering, to get to a really good short package of, of, of storytelling, or do you always have to work with them pretty extensively to help them? Are there any naturals here? Um, I don't think so, because uh, our industry, and by industry, I mean any digital products. So this is much wider than just UX. But the context that, that we work in is, you know, digital product development has such an influence from marketing that that superficiality, and I don't say that in a, in a slanderous way, uh, you know, the, the, we're going to make these three points, uh, and maybe they're not the beefiest points, but they're going to be effective. I'm going to sell the hell out of this. Comes to us from marketing, and so we're sort of surrounded by that. So it's easy for folks to get to very short items and stuff, 
if they don't care about the depth of the information. And that's not going to work for this presentation either. We really want, you know, we're going to have a tough audience. The folks that are coming to this conference uh, uh, are, not, are not straight out of college because people straight out of college don't have experience with Enterprise UX. They're, they're, these are professionals who, who um, uh, you know, have the potential to be real hard asses. And as soon as there's something lightweight going on, they're going to pull out their phones and start uh, messaging friends and catching up at the end of the day. So the way you and I talked about you know, preventing against that was, one, to make sure that there's alcohol in the room. So we'll make sure we do that. But the other one is to bring gravity, is to you know, bring the noise, you know, get, get, some, get some real quality in these presentations. So I don't think there's naturals because the folks that are really good at keeping it really short um, sacrifice content sometimes. And folks who are really deep on content, which is the majority of folks that I, that I work with on, on presentations, uh, uh, the hardest thing is to kill their darlings and to narrow down uh, and try to just say, you know, I can say five great things. I'm going to say one of them, and I'm going to do it very well. That's hard. Uh, and, and I'm speaking, you know, from experience that I need somebody to coach me through it, too. It's not like somebody's great at this and they pass on their amazing wisdom. It's more like you work with somebody who who understands what you're going for, right. and you hear a perspective you're not going to hear otherwise. So to, to kind of sum up the points, uh, obviously don't be superficial, err uh, toward brevity, be selective and exclusionary, kill your babies. Um, uh, anything else, any other suggestions that you would have for anyone trying to squeeze a story into a, a short amount of time like this? Well, uh, the, and the time has to be, this is, a, you know, this is one where... Um, there's a direct parallel to how we, how we um, get quality design done, right? The answer to quality design work is not the design work. It's the process that created the design work. If your process is relevant to the time and resources you have, the constraints you have, you can be successful. There's no magic that the design can make up for a lack of that. It's the same way you structure a talk. The solution to this is saying, what, what is that one thing? And now I'm going to make this uh, uh, entertaining as hell because... Although we're, we're saying terrible things about superficiality, we're not saying terrible things about entertainment. A good story is a story. It's, it pulls people in, uh, uh, hopefully with the, um, the part that is natural in, in storytelling, which is, this is the way I tell the story. You know, we're going to have six to eight people, and each one of them is going to have their own way of telling a story. And, and uh, my greatest value to them in helping them out might be just saying, I love when you do that. You know, when you do that, that sounds really interesting. They're like, oh, oh, well, I do that all the time. It's like, okay, good. That'll work. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Dan, it might be uh, uh, one of the things that's coming out of this podcast for me is uh, i got to find some time with you for my next talk. I mean, uh, I, I hope uh, along with Hamburger Helper and, and being a commando, you're actually uh, offering some sort of speaker coaching services because... Uh, you know, we talk more and more about how we're, we in the UX field are, are kind of poor in our soft skills. And our soft skills are actually the hard things for us. And one of them is, is presenting and communicating. And I, I, I uh, gosh, I think it's going to be great for anyone to have the opportunity to work with you in this case. Um, one more thing. Uh, you let slip uh, that we may have here. And, and that's true. <laughs> we're working that out. It's not so simple. We're having this event at uh, primarily at... Uh, the Rackspace Corporate Headquarters, which is a really interesting space. It's a former abandoned mall that Rackspace converted into a, a pretty interesting headquarters. And in fact, I think the uh, auditorium will be for the storytelling session 
and for the main program overall, it's like a, a converted JC pennies or something. <laughs> Nonetheless, we still have to you know, make sure beer is okay. But you know, hopefully there will be beer and uh, maybe even some popcorn and uh, to eat or to throw at the speakers or or at Dan. Um, would you one last question for you? Would you ever recommend to, to someone presenting in this context that having a beer before they give their talk is is actually not a bad idea? It's a great question. Um, so um, most of what I know about presenting uh, uh, is because I run these, uh, uh, I call them cranky talk workshops, and they're for folks who, who uh, maybe no matter their experience in their careers, because we've had folks who, you know, in their, in, who are senior citizens who have been in the workshops, and we've had kids who are still in college. Um, um, but uh, if their presentation experience is kind of short, then we can help them the most. And it's impossible to be involved with those workshops and not just learn in big bucketfuls about presenting by, by helping other people, by critiquing other people. The, the biggest thing, the way all of our students learn and the faculty too, is, is how we critique. Um, uh, and so we talk about these topics and the same topics come up every time. And one of the most valuable things in this workshop is our faculty are always really experienced speakers and every single one of these workshops they, you hear the sigh of relief from the rest of the audience when they find out that most of us who, who talk at lots of presentations get really nervous to this day. I get as nervous now as I did in my first major conference presentation in 2001. And I figured that out for myself about what that's all about. Other folks, because we had Dan Brown uh, uh, from Eight Shapes in the first Crank Talk we ever did, that guy doesn't sweat no matter what. He's like, yeah, well, there's people out there. There's 500 people. No one. He, he doesn't sweat at all. But I sweat buckets and students uh, are like really uh, when they hear that about our whole faculty it's the same thing with digestion digestion always comes up so the issue for alcohol and speakers isn't drunkenness because it's hard to time it so that you'd actually be inebriated you usually would be drunk by the time you walked off because your body can't can't get into your system fast enough it's mostly about digestion and and for most folks who are nervous the main reason not to have a beer is because you won't get the positive effects but it may uh, really mess up your stomach. And the last thing you want to be thinking about the whole time you're talking to a room full of people who are judging you is, uh, uh, is whether you're going to throw up on them or not or, or, or have some other bodily function that would be incredibly embarrassing. So generally, no, I don't, I don't recommend it. A uh, shot of whiskey might work better, but it's the same issue. If, if it's not, not going to stay down, it's probably not a great idea. Well, bucketfuls of sweat or, or bucketfuls of beer, I don't know, it's a, it's a tough choice, but uh, I, I, I wish every one of you who um, may have uh, submitted their proposal to be one of our enterprise storytellers, the best of luck, and you're in great hands with Dan. Uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about Dan, uh, your, uh, let's see, it's UX Crank is your Twitter uh, handle, UX Crank, and what's your website address, Dan? Uh, it's a little bit of a mouthful because I had to put my middle initial in there. So it's dswillis.com. Dan is D is in Dan, S is in Spencer Willis. dswillis.com. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but D Willis is some pastor or something in England. I'm not exactly sure. Well, thanks, Dan. We're looking forward to seeing you in, in uh, San Antonio in mid-May, and uh, the rest of you. Hope we'll see you there as well. And uh, that that should do it. Thanks again, Dan. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, I'm excited about this. <laughs>